Hey y'all, happy Friday Eve and welcome back to another episode of At The Barbell. I'm your host, Shelby Ann. Before we get started, I'm battling a little cold, so my voice might sound a little different and I apologize for that in advance. Also, I want to start out by saying thank you. Thank you for taking the time out of your day every Friday Eve or Thursday to listen to my podcast. I definitely appreciate your time because it is the most valuable currency that we have that you want to listen to what I have to say and supporting me along my journey. Much appreciated. Today, I want to talk about change and what change means and how to facilitate change. So no matter what, if you're ready for it or not, change is going to happen. Change is 100% inevitable. Change happens as you grow from a baby into a toddler, toddler into a kid, so on and so forth. Then also too, as we get older, we realize things that we need to change or want to change. And a lot of my podcasts are going to be evolved around nutrition and fitness and all of that because that is my livelihood, something I know a lot or a good amount of information um, about. So a change. A lot of times people try to make too many changes before they even have a baseline, right? So they're like, okay, I need to lose weight. So I need to do A, B, C, or D. That's great first start is that you know that you need to make a change because you want to live healthier. You want to make body composition changes. You want to get into the gym, whatever it is that you want to do. But first off, we skip a crucial part of assessing where we currently are. Has it been where we haven't been to the gym in a long time? So we're currently not going to the gym. So probably the best thing is to not try to make it to the gym five to six days a week starting out. Are we currently eating a lot more processed foods than we are whole foods? Are we currently very stressed? Are we currently not getting enough sleep? Is our water intake not where it needs to be? So before you set off on your journey, sit down and the first thing is assess where you're currently at. Second, after you assess where you're currently at, second thing is what is your end goal? What is the goal that you have of why you are facilitating this change? Write that down. Now you have a starting point and you have an in quotations end point. And you've been around me, you know, of recently, I've been saying that there truly is no end point because you're always working on yourself and facilitating change until the day that you die. But when you facilitate change, you're working on maintaining that change and finding what is your new homeostasis? What is your new maintenance, right? Then the third thing is going to be the plan. All right. How are we going to facilitate the change that you want to happen? So you have your baseline and your baseline is that you majorly eat processed, convenient food. Society has set you up to where that is super convenient all around you. And that shit tastes so good. I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of times I want a cookie. I mean, do I give in? 
maybe, but not all the time because I have a goal of health. I have a goal of maintaining a body composition that I enjoy and I work hard for. So with those, it helps when I'm craving that cookie or different things that I want. I'm not saying that you should never have a cookie, but majority of the time, the more that you give into that cookie, then you lose that mindset that you built. You lose that strong willpower and also too, eating that cookie more and more and more is not going to facilitate the change that you're wanting to make in your life, right? So with facilitating change, start small. I'm currently coaching um, for health solutions and it's really awesome. We are at our fifth meeting this week And today it was really awesome to hear people saying that this is the first time they feel like this change can actually happen. And that makes me really happy to hear because with my approach, slow and steady wins the race. There are people who are ready to go all in and give it their all, but a lot of change at one time for anybody is too much, right? Especially if you're super stressed, if you just don't have a good sense of direction, a lot of change can be very detrimental, even though those changes are needed. So going back to what I said previously, is when you have your assessment of where you're at, and where you're currently wanting to go, then in the middle is how do we start facilitating this change? And if you're eating a, you know, or your nutrition is more processed food, then why don't we start with just one meal a day? All right, let's say it's lunch and you're gonna work on bringing your lunch instead of going out to eat, all right? And for two weeks, you bring your lunch to work. You are facilitating and trying to make that habit stick because now you've made it sustainable to where you're not trying to think about every meal that you're eating. You're thinking about just your lunch that you're taking to work and not too worried about all the others at the moment, right? Do those need to change? Absolutely they do. Is it the most important thing right now? No. So for two weeks, you work on bringing your lunch to work. You buy and prep the food. You make it at home. You're saving yourself some money, which you feel good about. And you realize, hey, in those two weeks, I made it now an even stronger habit where I enjoy taking my lunch to work because I get to read my book now. I get to sit down or I get to take my lunch outside and enjoy the weather Plus, eating a little differently has helped my afternoon fatigue. Check. So now when your lunch is intact, now we can look at the other two. You know, I get really hungry when I get up in the mornings. I just don't know what to eat. Well, let's start with breakfast. And how can we make breakfast easy on the go since that's something that um, really pushes you away from eating breakfast because you need a quick grab and go? Versus dinner, you can sit down and you can make it. Um, It's a little bit easier for you. Now let's turn to fitness. All right, when you want to get into the gym, there's so many different things that you can achieve. The thing about fitness is when you get one, now can you do two of that in a row? Can you do three of that in a row? When you get strong, 
can you maintain that strength, right? There's so many different things that you can achieve in um, CrossFit and bodybuilding and powerlifting, you name it. Sky is truly the limit. And that's why I like it because it always is going to keep you humble. So you walk into the gym and you want to get a pull up. So you jump on the rig and you just try to muster through it without setting a good baseline or even seeing where you're at. All right. So baseline is you can't get a pull up. End goal is you want to pull up. How do you get it in between? Well, these beautiful inventions called bands, ring rows, TRX bands, bent over rows. But the first thing is, do you even know the muscles needed to do a pull up? To me, that's really a very big um, starting point because even though you might not know how those muscles exactly move, knowing what you need to feel, especially in movement, is freaking huge. So that as you're going through the accessory things and building the strength, you can understand what it feels like to use those muscles. So when you try to do the more skillful or the more challenging movements, You're not going to be prone to use the correct movements and know what to feel. So you work on building up your strict pull-up endurance by using bands so that you can work the full range of motion, by doing bent over rows to build your lats, by doing ring rows so that you can work that range of motion, right? And then you test again. Can we get one pull-up? Boom, check, you've got one pull-up. But now can you get two in a row? Can you get three in a row? You know, I tell people the ultimate goal is to try to get five strict pull-ups in a row. That's a really good, awesome test of strength. And that's the thing is maybe you are on the right track of what you want to achieve, but the plan in between just hasn't really fit your needs. And with social media and everything that's out there, and I know that, you know, I get on here and I talk a lot, but I'm a victim as well at times of getting caught into my negativity, my negative thoughts and what's out there and comparison and all of that. Sometimes I need to listen to my podcast and be like, hey, Shelby, you've been doing your damn thing since 88. So why are you changing and being somebody that you're not? right? Figure out what works for you. Let me repeat that again. Figure out what works for you. How do you learn? Are you visual? Are you hearing? Are you kind of a combination? Are you pen and paper? Are you digital? Right? Do you need to write stuff down to remember it? Do you need to type stuff down to remember it? Do you have to listen to it? You know, do you do better by yourself or do you do better in a group? Those things really make a difference, especially when you're trying to facilitate change because change is inevitable and it's going to happen. And also change is beautiful. But as you get older, it's very hard to have change or even be accepting of change because you're so used to the routine that you've been living your whole life. Or maybe somebody hasn't come in and challenged you, you know, or maybe it hasn't been the right way for you to actually have these changes happen. And that's the approach that I take in my coaching. You know, 
it's not just, hey, here is exactly what you were missing and I am your answer. I'm not your answer. I am the coach that's going to help figure out and look at things a little differently to keep pushing you in the right direction. Because when you signed up to have me as a coach, you signed up to have me learn who you are and to facilitate change to help out, to help you out better. You know, I start with taking pictures of all of your food. If you can't take pictures of everything that you eat or drink, then why am I going to tell you certain macros to hit, give you a grocery list to go shopping and all of that if you can't do one simple thing? When I feel that you have that picture taking skills down and we both can see, you know, the volume of food that you're taking in, then that's a good baseline. Right, because I feel like a lot of people when they get macros and they get numbers and they get, you know, told what to eat, that's super great. I'm not putting that down. It's very de- it's very necessary. Knowing how much food you put into your body, especially on a daily basis, is very key. But to me, it's not sustainable. It's not some things that people want, you know, or you know, the people who I want to coach, a lot of them don't really care to know. I think it's good to do, you know, kind of as a checkup to see where you're at, but it's something that you don't have to do for the rest of your damn life. Another thing too is, is give coaches time. Okay. There's a lot of coaches out there. There's good ones and there's bad ones. But the thing is, is try not to be a program and coach hopper. And I say that in the nicest way possible, but give those coaches and programs time. All right, we need to get out of these six weeks, 12 weeks. I mean, you know, reset 30 days because yes, it's a it's a start, but that's not an end goal. You need to start thinking about a year, okay? And what can you do if you dedicate to one thing for a year? You start a new CrossFit gym, okay? Give it a year, okay? Give it a year to see what those changes bring to your life. You start a new nutrition program. Give it a year. Especially if your nutrition was so off to begin with and very heavily processed or, you know, one day you ate nothing, the next day you binge and gorge or you are Monday through Friday doing okay and then the weekend binger. It's going to take a while for your body to really get to understand what is happening, facilitating the change, getting food in, things called reverse dieting, or, you know, do you need more food here on this day than this day? That's what a coach is there for. But if you don't give us enough time, we really can't do or really help you because there's only so much that you can do if you only give them three months. There's a lot of programs out there that will get you completely shredded and get you the body that you want in a very short amount of time. But I ask you to challenge them, you know, what do your people look like years down the road? You know, did you educate them in knowing how to keep that going for the rest of their life? Because if you're trying to facilitate change, then you're saying how you're living right now, you do not want these things in your life, no matter what that is. And you're looking to change your life. All right. Sometimes the changes that we bring in might not be the best decision that we decided to make, but you have to own 
that change or indecision and then realize that, all right, we need to try something else or change it again. But try not to bring in too much change at one time. Because the more that you can be consistent and keep putting the work in, that change will come. But if you get very, how I want to say this, if you try to make the change happen too soon and you don't really wait out, then how do you know if that was the right thing or the wrong thing? So remember, change is inevitable. It's going to happen. There is change that we bring on to ourselves because we might be happy or unhappy where we're currently at and there's things that we want to bring in or take out of our life. Knowing that if you haven't, I would facilitate where you're at and where you want to go. That's going to be a good place to, for you to start. Then you can start prioritizing the changes that you want to start implementing. If you have no clue where to start when you bring in change, give yourself at least two weeks before you start to change anything else. Making sure that you're ready, willing, and able. Remember that the process is going to be different for everybody and knowing what your strengths and weaknesses are. Playing off of your strengths when it comes to change so that you can make that change last. Knowing that means that you can't just kick your weaknesses out the window because if you never work on them, they will definitely come around to bite you in the butt. Thank you again for tuning in today. I appreciate your time. If you're enjoying my podcast, I would greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate you to go give me a rating however you feel suit. A lot of people ask for a five-star rating and I just ask for you to give me your truth. Also, I'm on Instagram. So if you share my podcast, please tag me in at Serenity Strong. Love y'all.